Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong here with attorney Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Woohoo, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just about two weeks away from Christmas. It's hard to believe. We are definitely in that season, that's for sure. Uh, I hope uh, people are enjoying their Christmas parties uh, uh, those uh, and uh, the church services you know this is the time of year that the choirs pull pull out uh, all of the stops and uh, the music is wonderful and and the like uh, I'm actually planning uh, to attend uh, a service uh, tomorrow night uh, and actually they're uh, it it uh, is at Christ Church on, on Newton Road, which is uh, one of the wonderful mega churches. Uh, but they have a service uh, this evening uh, at 6 o'clock. It's free, uh, and it's a production that you might uh, see uh, in Washington, D.C., or one of the big cities. Uh, but it's actually a, a wonderful service. Uh, I understand it's the last weekend for their choir director, and they will have a full orchestra, full orchestra, and a choir of 80. Uh, I have gone in years past, before COVID, uh, and uh, it was spectacular. And so, uh, frankly, if you don't have anything to do tonight or tomorrow night, uh, it's, um, it, it is a wonderful, uh, production and certainly, uh, heart, uh, filling and, and the like. And so, uh, I'll, I'll be there, uh, Sheila and I will be there on Sunday night at six o'clock, but they're having a production tonight too at six o'clock. So that, you know, I, I didn't mean to, to start advertising, uh, but it, it and I don't e- I don't even go to that church. I have a friend who's in the choir there, and and uh, so I'm looking uh, forward uh, to uh, seeing that uh, that wonderful production. It certainly gets you into the spirit. Absolutely. Uh, and of course, uh, I know that uh, we'll be having. Well, you know, the truth is. All of the churches have a special services uh, this time of year. Uh, uh, I know First Presbyterian Church of Raleigh will will be having a, a music uh, uh, production next week as well, and so it's um, this is a wonderful time of year <laughs> for sure. It's a wonderful time of year for that, and also you know for those of us who do have our hearts full charities and giving is also on our minds as well well in fact that's what i wanted to focus on this morning is because uh we are a generous people uh and the truth is is that um uh, we are a very wealthy uh, uh group uh if you will our our even those who don't think we are, you know, they, they just think we're just regular old folks getting by. Uh, the fact is, compared to others, we're just downright rich. Uh, but uh, the, one of the things that I think is so wonderful is, is that uh, y- you don't have to be rich or wealthy to uh, make significant contributions and gifts because fact is, a little bit goes a long way, uh, particularly when 
um, there are lots of us who are doing it, whether it's, uh, whether it's a contribution to the red kettle uh, or uh, checks to our, our own uh, church. But it is a time, you know, it's not only a time where we go to the Christmas parties and enjoy our friends and neighbors and, and, uh, and can enjoy the things that we have, but it's also a time where we uh, can pause to think about those who are uh, less, uh, less fortunate. And, uh, you know, I, I hope uh, that everyone... Uh, at this point has their power returned in Moore County. Uh, that was devastating uh, to folks down there where it just basically turned the switch off for the whole county. And for those who didn't have an alternative source for heat uh, or, you know, like such as natural gas or wood stoves or whatever, um, it, it just closed down virtually everything for those who did not have a generator. Uh, you know, fortunately, the hospital and shelters and places like that did have shelters. But fact is, even though it got warm uh, towards the end of this week, uh, strange Indian weather, if you will, uh, and I don't know where that term came from, but <laughs> we know what it means. Indian summers, uh, uh, but the, the, the fact is is that um, uh, that it's been really cold at night, and the folks without uh, electricity didn't have heat, and uh, people could not cook, uh, and they couldn't get warm, and there were lots of folks who um, their lives were in jeopardy, not necessarily because of the cold, but because... Uh, they needed equipment that needed electricity to sustain themselves. A lot of folks are in that situation, and it's pretty sad. And, uh, you know, the, the, the fact is, um, you know, the, whatever happened, and I, you know, it seems like it was a terrorist, um, uh, some type of sabotage, and I certainly hope that law enforcement officials uh, find out who did it and capture them and send them away for uh, the rest of their lives for, you know, for that kind of callousness. Um, uh, you know, it's just, you know, people shouldn't be able to walk away from responsibility for that sort of thing. Um, and, and the fact is, is that when we think about how unfortunate the folks were in Moore County because they lost power, then that segues right into the uh, people of Ukraine having to deal with uh, even colder temperatures and the loss of, of power. Uh, and of course, they have to sustain the stress of bombing attacks and all of the other horrible things that, that uh, Russia is inflicting uh, on very innocent uh, people. And it, it just uh, it just makes you cry from inhumanity uh, as to what's happening over there. And you know, if you're like me, you just hope that the Ukrainian military just whips those folks out and and you know destroys them. Uh, it's just a, a horrible, horrible uh, mess. But all right, I've gone on too much on that. But the fact is, is that. We all have 
opportunities. Um, you know, I know at our church, First Pres of, of Raleigh, we uh, this is a time that that they're uh, tr- trying to uh, um, uh, get our contributions and pledges for a mission that we have in uh, Bolivia, a wonderful Christian mission that that I've supported. Uh, each year, and they have a Haitian uh, mission, very similar type of, of thing that's important. Uh, we, uh, a number of the churches have what we, we call it at First Press, the Friendship Fund, and that's basically where we help people um, who are just, um, you know, who are working, uh, but uh, they need a little bit of help. And um, uh, you know, th- that kind of help is limited to, I believe, $400 a year. Uh, but, you know, so many folks uh, have a situation where, um, you know, they can't pay their power bill, uh, you know, because of other emergencies that, that come up. And, you know, a fund like that that a number of the churches have uh, is a lifeline. It makes so much uh, difference to them. Um, you know, another one I support is uh, the uh, called ACE, the Alliance for Children Everywhere, an, another organization where uh, there's uh, little to no administrative expense and, and huge benefits. Uh, but that's a that is uh, primarily a mission for children uh, in Zambia, Africa. But and you know, I've actually been there and and. Uh, bodily contributed to it so it's i know what a good mission it is and uh you know but there's so many others you know last week if you were watching basketball you you knew it was jimmy v week uh you know support for the v foundation and for those who want to support cancer research it's probably the best organization anywhere because there are no administrative fees for the uh, V Foundation um, and, and because the Valvano family created a fund to pay all of the administrative fees. So every dollar goes directly to research and they bring in the experts to determine where that money goes. It's a it's a very unique wonderful organization that's located right here in the triangle so you know there's so many things that we can contribute to now i know i've gone on too long but when we come back i want to talk about being careful in how you give there's so many scams going on that uh, we want to make sure that your dollar gets to the right place it's sad that we have to talk about that, but it is something very important to make sure, as you said, that your dollars are going to the right place and not into the wrong hands. And uh, your your heart and your mission are being fulfilled with the dollars that you give. I want to remind everyone that Bill's free webinars are happening this coming Wednesday, December 14th. If you want to learn more about long-term care assistance, financial assistance that may be available to you, whether it's through Medicaid or through VA benefits. This is a wonderful opportunity for you to catch Bill's webinars. Last chance before the end of the year, Bill also has a seminar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. There's no cost to attend. They're in the form of webinars, so you can participate from the comfort of your own home. All you need is a device with internet access and an email address and you're good to go. If you want to register for free, go online to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. 
That's Bill's website. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. You can also call the office if you'd like to register for free that way. 919-256-7000 is the number to call. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about Bill at WGALaw.com. That's also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars happening this Wednesday, December 14th. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button to learn more. It's free to register, free to attend. These are highly educational webinars. Bill does two of them. The morning session is dedicated to long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, financial assistance for middle-class folks who are dealing with the extreme costs of long-term care. And the afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning. If you want to learn more about that, go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're talking about charitable giving and making sure that our dollars are going to the right place when we do. Uh, No question about it. And I hate to say it, but because we are generous people and this is uh, a time when uh, many of us uh, think about what we can do for others and, and different wonderful organizations that we can support. Um, uh, it is a time where scammers are especially busy. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the fact is, is that scammers are more and more sophisticated. They're extraordinarily good at what they do unfortunately, and and they prey on people. And and if you think, oh, we need to tell our aging parents about this to keep them away from the fray, don't think that you're not a target as well. Because, (laughs) because frankly, uh, there are lots and lots of scams that can hit any of us. And you don't have to be uneducated or, you know, uh, just emotionally susceptible to it. Or, or uh, the the like. The fact is that scammers can get anybody. And one, uh, you, you know, knowledge uh, is king when it comes to scams. And, and the fact is, is one of the best places that people can go to get information is our own attorney general's website, the Department of North Carolina Department of Justice website and there's a link in there uh, in their consumer uh, protection division uh, where they have a publication that they revise all the time with all of the latest scams that are going on in North Carolina and the fact is is uh, reading through that publication is one of the best ways that you can protect yourself from scams and and to discuss some of these the scams uh you know uh, i had a good friend and he's he's still a good friend i shouldn't put it in the past tense but the fact is that he he is older 
uh, and in his uh, 80s, and a, a scammer called him and was talking about his grandson who who was in Mexico and uh, and was jailed and needed a bond money. Uh, and, and then, of course, is the, the same grandson that they were referring to was walking down uh, his, uh, the steps in his home to say hello. <laughs> of, course, uh, of course, he was wise enough to know it was a scam from the get-go. But the fact is, is that, uh, you know, uh, uh, these, these folks are, are super good at what they do. So, and some of the other rules that I go by, uh, which aren't necessarily scams, but to me, they might as well be, is I never, ever give money from a telephone solicitation, uh, e- even if it's a legitimate cause, uh, whether it's a charitable cause or not. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. And why? Because if it's a telephone solicitation, guess what? The, the charity is paying the solicitors a bunch of the money. So typically a third to a half of what you give actually goes to pay the solicitors uh, and doesn't really go to the charity. And I want more or all of my money to go to the actual charity. So I never, ever give over the telephone. Plus, you're not sure. You know, if you're given, you know, credit card information or things like that from a solicitation, that's the worst thing you can possibly do because guess what? You know, that's how scammers get that information and and, and uh, use it. So, and then you have to be equally careful with solicitations via email or the like. And so even with that, uh, I would not make a direct gift from from an email solicitation. I mean, you can basically go back, Google it, look it up. But if you get an email solicitation, you have to understand that they're designed to look like the real thing. So you have to be very careful and look for uh, misspellings or look carefully at the uh, website um, or, or the link, you know, up at the top in, in terms of cause sometimes, you know, you'll see that it has an extra letter or two in there, uh, which tells you right away that it's a, a scam. Uh, but there are little things like that that can give you an indication. And if you just assume that it's from uh, an organization that you su- normally support, you're probably being scammed. So you got to be really, really careful about those kinds of things. And of course, the other thing from my own perspective that I think is so important is the fact that there are a lot of charities, or I'll put charities in quote, that sound like really good, you know, good things to contribute to. But the fact is, is that there are very, very high administrative costs because they're really designed to pay the, the folks who've created the, the thing rather than for the money to go to charity. So uh, always do your research. Look for uh, what the administrative costs of any charity that you might support because the fact is, is that when the administrative costs are high, then that just simply means your your dollars aren't going where you really want them to go. 
and that's just sort of the no-brainer things when it when it comes um, to charity. And so I've um, I know we need to take a break, but when we want to come back, I want to talk about some other ways uh, that you may want to consider uh, in terms of your own planning how to make um, uh, good gifts. Wonderful. We will get to that. Don't forget, Bill's free webinars are happening this Wednesday, December 14th. If you want to register, you can do that by going to WGALaw.com and clicking on the seminars button. It's free to register, free to attend. There's no cost to you. You get to enjoy an educational experience put on by Bill and his team here. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button at the top of the page. You can register for the morning session, which deals with long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, and the afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning. If you would like to start out 2023 on the right foot, be sure to register for Bill's free webinars happening this Wednesday. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait until January to do so. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button at the top of the page, or call 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is where you can learn more about Bill. That's also where you can go to learn more about Bill's free webinars. WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page to learn more about Bill's webinars happening this Wednesday, December 14th. Be sure to register for free online at WGALaw.com if you would like to attend. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander and Bill, we're talking all about charitable giving, and now we're going to focus on how we can uh, incorporate that into our planning. Well, uh, no question about it. And you know, one thing about uh, my clients, and uh, in fact, everybody, because I don't know of anybody who thinks otherwise, but um, most of us want to pay our taxes. Uh, and we want to make sure we stay out of jail. <laughs> uh, however, we want to pay the least amount of tax that we possibly can. In other words, we don't want to give the government more than we have to in terms of uh, what the tax code says, what we pay and what we don't pay. Uh, you know, that's just the way we are uh, uh, born, you know, pay the least amount of tax we possibly can. Uh, and, and that's that's a good thing. And, and so um, one way uh, to reduce our tax um, liability is with, with uh, something that I've mentioned a number of times on the show, and that is a QCD, a Qualified Charitable Donation. Now, so what is that? Well, this is where if you have a large retirement account, uh, and a lot of folks have a large retirement account, the ones who've planned actually do have large retirement accounts, and that's a good thing. Uh, and uh, the fact is, is that once 
Now, this is where you call up your custodian of your, in other words, no matter who you have your money with, but whoever your custodian is who, who um, takes care of your, um, uh, of your retirement account, you call them up, you say, I want my X number of dollars to go, uh, or it could be a percentage, or it could be uh, my required minimum distribution to go to uh, my charity or my church or whatever. Uh, and when you do that, if you are at least 70 and a half, then you don't get the income tax from that distribution because obviously with the normal retirement account, every distribution is taxed as ordinary income to you. And sometimes that raises your tax rate and does other things you don't like and you have to pay income tax on it. But if you give it to, for instance, your church, guess what? Your church doesn't pay any income tax, and you've given given them pre-tax money. You've never paid income tax on a regular retirement account, and you're giving it to them. And now, you don't end up having to pay income tax on what was given to the church. But you have to be 70 and a half to do it, the year you turn 70 and a half. If you're not old enough, then you're still going to pay the income tax from the distribution no matter who gets it, (laughs) okay? Uh, And, of course, the thing about it is the required minimum distribution is no longer 70 and a half. Uh, For most people right now, it's 72, and over the next few years, even 72 is going to transition to 75, so but there'll be a few years you don't have a, a required distribution, but you can still make gifts of pre-tax money even if you don't have a required distribution, but you have to be 70 and a half in order to, to take care of that. And, of course, you know, actually when it comes to Medicaid planning, which we talk about in my webinars, uh, in fact, next Wednesday, you know, we've talked about that, is that there are a lot of folks who have very, very large uh, retirement accounts, and th- those are countable assets when it comes to Medicaid planning. And of course, uh, if you're uh, married, uh, then for Medicaid planning, you can use what's called a Medicaid qualified annuity in order to make it non-countable in North Carolina. Um, but sometimes there's, um, uh, and if you're single, however, a Medicaid qualified annuity doesn't really work because it just, that income stream would simply go to the facility. Uh, I mean, it doesn't work the way you want it to. Let's put it that way. You still lose the money because, uh, good Medicaid planning is where you don't lose the money. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's what it's, uh, about, but uh, you know, I've always looked at um, at retirement accounts to run the numbers because actually there there are times, even though I like to do Medicaid planning, but there are times when someone's uh, retirement account is so large that uh, even using a Medicaid qualified annuity uh, is not a great idea. Uh, because there are times when uh, it's not justified because of the fact that you have to pay income tax on what you take out in order to pay the bills with with a retirement account. 
And uh, Medicaid-qualified annuities, while they work to get you on Medicaid, are, are not what I call the greatest investments in the world. Um, they, they work for one purpose, but at the same time, uh, you know, good investment strategies work better. <laughs> so it just depends on the circumstances. And that's one thing. That's one reason I love Medicaid planning, because people need help. But sometimes the, the best answer is right in front of them, and they're just not seeing it. They're, they're not looking at it the way they need to. And that, that's every family is a different puzzle, and that's why it's, it's a fun strategy for me. Do I have time to talk about my next strategy? Okay, well... Uh, another strategy that involves uh, retirement accounts, because some people with the Secure Act, when they when their retirement accounts go to their children, they're very frustrated because of the fact that um, the children have to take the money out within ten years, and with a large retirement account. In a lot of families, that can really increase the tax liability for their children, and you know, and the like. So they only have ten years now from the date of your death to take the money. And one way to uh, avoid that, and, and in essence, stretch what they do, and this is particularly true if you have charitable intentions. In other words, you'd really like to do something for charity. Well, you can use your retirement account uh, at your death with a beneficiary instead of directly to a charity or directly to your children is to direct it to a what we call a CRT, a charitable remainder trust. And with a charitable remainder trust, then obviously that does a number of things. Number one, it um, uh, lowers uh, your potential estate tax, sometimes it could eliminate it, uh, and uh, it allows the property that you give to be sold uh, in your charitable remain, uh, remainder trust uh, so that there's no uh, income tax on it as it relates to charity. And the income stream go to uh, your children. Uh, for years, you know, possibly 20 years, where they get 5% a year out of your property uh, every year, and then the remainder at at the end of the term, either their death or a period of years, it's normally about 20, um, it, the, the rest of the money goes to the charity uh, that you have selected uh, and is named in your trust. So that's a pretty cool way of doing charitable planning and doing, a, in essence, what is um, akin to a stretch IRA, maybe for, for a person who is not good with, with managing money, a spendthrift where you know they'd go through it all in, in a day and it'd be gone, and you really would rather leave an income stream to them for a longer period of time than 10 years. So that is another concept that people can use, but it's really best if it's a person who has a dual goal. They want to give someone an income stream for, for a long period of time, but they also have charitable intentions. They have a charity that they really want uh, to help in a significant way. And I, I, that type of planning, I think, is wonderful for people. 
It's good to know that those options are available. And if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, you can go to WGALaw.com. You can also call 919-256-7000. And those two ways can also lead you to information on Bill's free webinars happening this Wednesday, December 14th. If you want to learn more about long-term care assistance or asset protection and trust planning, This is a wonderful, no-cost opportunity for you to get some wonderful educational information about some fields that, frankly, are very hard to find good educational information and free of misinformation and misleading information. So go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button at the top of the page, or call 919-256-7000. We're taking a short break, but we'll be back after this. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more about Bill, about his webinars, and also to schedule an appointment with Bill. If you would like to have the expertise of an elder law attorney, go to WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. Bill, we're talking all about charities today, but I I do want to remind everyone that your webinars are happening this week, December 14th. And, um, you know, we talk about them all the time, but I I was just thinking about what what started the idea for putting on these seminars slash webinars that you do every month? Well, frankly, uh, I started with uh, our Medicaid, you know, the truth about Medicaid, uh, be- because the fact is that uh, there's so much bad information out on the street. And even from professionals, um, most professionals only have a glimpse of the Medicaid rules. Uh, and uh, there are so many people who want to help, but the information that they give folks is absolutely wrong. I mean, I've had uh, lots of, of attorneys, I've had lots of social workers, lots of financial advisors who have told their clients, oh, you can't get on Medicaid unless um, you do your planning more than five years in advance because there's a five-year look back. And that is absolutely bad information. Uh, I mean, and of course, um, there are, for instance, every hospital uh, has a social worker who, if if you uh, if they know that you're going to have difficulty paying the high cost of long-term care, it's like, oh, I'll help you submit a Medicaid application. And the problem is for those social workers is they don't know what the rules are, and they don't know if you will qualify or not. It's like, oh, I'll file an application for you, or I'll help. And if you get denied, it's only because you're not entitled to it. Well, the fact is that's the wrong way to look at it because most middle-class families can actually qualify if they have assistance because there are very few families 
that don't have to, in essence, change what is called countable property to non-countable property in order to qualify for Medicaid for a loved one. And the fact is, elder law attorneys, and certainly our law firm is well known for it, uh, we help families qualify for Medicaid very quickly. Uh, And uh, yeah, occasionally I do have clients who come in more than five years in advance, but who knows whether they're going to need nursing care later on in life. None of us do. We all hope we don't. So, you know, it's the kind of thing where there are lots of things, if you have the right documents, where you can do emergency or what I call crisis planning. Uh, but it's, but the, the most effective plans are those folks who have the right documents in place uh, before the crisis. Um, so that's one reason. The other when it comes to asset protection, is because so many folks, um, you know, they're not interested in Medicaid. Uh, You know, they have plenty of resources. But guess what? Who doesn't want to uh, protect their assets uh, so that they know that their money will be part of their family uh, that will take care of themselves, take care of their spouse, and help their children and grandchildren? I mean, that's where we all are with with estate planning, and people need to know how to do it. They need to know what, what, if anything, needs to be done to accomplish those goals. And quite frankly, right, you know, for the, I, I have uh, lots of folks who sign up for our long-term care webinar, but I have even more folks who sign up wanting to know how do we protect our assets. So either webinar is extremely helpful. Wonderful. And you can do that. You can register for the webinars happening this Wednesday, December 14th at WGALaw.com. All right, Bill, let's get back to charities. Well, okay. So I have a lot of folks, uh, you'd be surprised how many, who are charitably minded. They want to leave a sum of money to charity but they're just not sure which charity, <laughs> you know. It's sort of like, well, I know I want to leave 10% or I want to leave 20% or some uh, amount of money to charity. Or we have a taxable estate and we want we want to we don't want to give those taxes to the government. We'd rather give them to charity. And actually, that's an option because what you give to charity comes off the top of your estate, so you don't have to pay taxes on what goes. Uh, your children don't have to pay estate tax on what might go to charity. So, but a lot of families go, well, I, I want the simplest method possible, and I don't want to pay a lot of administrative fees, but I'm not sure what charity I want the money to go to. Well, the way to accomplish that is with what we call a donor-advised fund. And so that's where you basically give a sum of money, uh, or a percentage, or however, to a charitable fund, and they're limited. In other words, their money has to go to charity, but it's a donor-advised fund so that you or your children or grandchildren can tell the fund managers each year where you want that gift to go. And so a lot of folks will arrange with a donor advised fund where the income 
each year from their donation goes to charity, or a certain percentage goes to charity each year, uh, whether there's income or not. So they, it can be arranged a number of different ways, but basically there's no administrative cost to the family. Uh, the administrative costs are very low compared to doing it yourself, uh, and it allows you the ability to change where the money goes from year to year based on guidance from your own family, whoever you've selected in your family to do it. Now, frankly, uh, families of wealth uh, or who want to give a lot to uh, charities going forward, and again, maybe they don't know where they want the money to go specifically, um, they uh, oftentimes will do what's called a family foundation. Now, a family foundation gets less of a um, uh, if you're while you're living, a family foundation uh, gets less of a tax deduction than something directly to charity, but you still get a really good tax deduction. But the key is that your family is continuing to control it continuing to determine where the money is invested each. Uh, so you're doing both sides. You're doing the investment management and you're deciding where the money goes each year. And so some families will set up a family foundation and then let the children or grandchildren be responsible for where the donations go. And I think that's a wonderful way to do this. And of course, you can do a similar type of arrangement at your death where you set up a family foundation, particularly if you have children and grandchildren that you would like to have responsibility uh, for something like that. And of course, if you have a taxable estate, death tax, you can reduce or eliminate uh, your tax with uh, creating a family foundation uh, with that money. Uh, and so that's that's a pretty cool uh, way of uh, doing some charitable giving as it relates to that. Uh, and then um, uh, one last thing, you know, one of the things I tell my folks who want to do the qualified charitable donations is to, instead of giving the money uh, at the end of the year, you know, when most people get their required minimum distributions, a lot of folks don't realize that you can find out what your required distribution is on January 2nd of the year <laughs> because it doesn't change uh, during the year. And uh, basically, it's based on how much money you have in your retirement account on December 31st and how old are you going to be that the next year. Is That's what determines it. So what I've told a lot of folks is think, particularly if it's going to their church, to think about making that gift not in December, but in May or June. Why? Because most churches get 70% of their budget in December, and they're, they start falling short in the summertime when uh, fewer people attend and fewer people uh, make significant gifts uh, during the summertime. So just an old church budget guy, you know, that 
that's just the the case and you can help with that so anyway that's it <laughs> that's a good piece of advice and uh, the show is filled with great advice and if you want to get a hold of bill go to wgalaw.com whether it's to schedule an appointment with him or if you want to register for the webinars this wednesday december 14th go to wgalaw.com click on the seminars button at the top of the page. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, Bill's webinars are this Wednesday, December 14th, your last chance for the year to attend one of Bill's free webinars. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait until the second Wednesday in January. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. It's free to register, free to attend. You can also call the office, 919-256-7000, Seven thousand. We got to get out of here. That'll do it for us today. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong. Thanking you so much for listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful weekend.